This is Brian Bailey, Chief Marketing and Experience Officer with Metro Inclusive Health. You're listening to Inclusivity and Beyond, subjects that impact the health and wellness of our community. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Metro Inclusive Health's podcast, to inclusivity and beyond. So this will be one of our mini conversations geared towards overall health and wellness. We are addressing the world of sex work today. So tonight, we're exploring general housing uh, resources and services to consider. We have a, a group of experts from Metro Inclusive Health this evening should be a really good conversation. It's a, a, a collage of experts and staff that work for Metro. This is a safe space and this is a non-judgment zone, okay? So exactly. please, please be able to share. Um, today we have myself, your host. I am Kyla Emmons. I am the Trans Services Navigator for Metro Inclusive Health. We have Ms. Kate Winkler with us as well today who works in the case management department. Also, we have our very own Miss Tiffany Gray, who is the manager in our Linkage Navigator Services. Hi, everyone. Hey, hi, everyone. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey. So, so we have a wide range of personal and professional experience on our topic. So it should be a really good conversation tonight. I'm very, very, very excited about this. So is everyone in the mood to talk? Is everybody ready? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay, so we'll just go ahead and dive in. We kind of want to talk about the stigma surrounding sex work. Sex work. Now, mm-hmm. I think in order for us to talk about the, the the stigma, we have to know what the stigmas what stigma is. So, what is stigma mm-hmm. to you all? Stigma to me is basically like a judgment being passed on something that people really don't know a lot about. For me, like it's based on ignorance rather than personal experience. So there's like a negative connotation when it comes to stigma. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head with when you said ignorance, Kate. Um, I just feel like it's also something that we may promote ourselves from within sometimes Mm -hmm. by thinking that someone has a certain feeling towards us when they may or may not. It's just the the conversation isn't there. So by you not having that conversation, it promotes more of the unknown. So um, just because I may think that this person looks at me a certain way doesn't mean that that's actually happening. But internally, I'm creating that stigma. So it's almost kind of like self-inflicted sometimes? Sometimes, sometimes. Understood. So me being transgender, I oftentimes, um, people often think that I am a sex worker. So I think that's one of the stigmas that do follow trans individuals. Do you have any examples of any stigmas that you've seen in the community? I think that there's a stereotype that people are more prone to be um, a victim of domestic and sexual violence when they're female or identify Mm. as female or present as female. And that's not statistically, that's not the case. Uh, People have thought that for a long time, but um, that's, that's not always the case, especially with domestic violence. And um, I think um, if we're honest, like, as the LGBT community, I think we do have quite a bit more work to do as far as domestic violence awareness with our community, because um, it does happen uh, more often than people think. 
And I think that's something that's traditionally uh, people think it goes with male and female only relationships. And that's not always the case at all. Do you think the violence with sex work go hand in hand with domestic violence, maybe? It can. Um, I believe it's from um, like a power and control standpoint. And if people believe that, you know, they're paying money so they have power over someone or that they have physical power over them or, you know, any number of ways to get, you know, power and control, then that has more to do with it than just a person's gender and that sort of expectation. I also, I also was going to say sometimes the stigma associated with it that it's a choice and mm. workers may not be choosing to do this. You have mm -hmm. a whole realm of what they call sex trafficking um, mm. that you were just brought into this world or relating back to domestic violence, um, the person you may be dealing with may just put you in this world. Absolutely. So, and, and, and you trust them. Yeah, that can also be an assumed st stigma or stereotype that it was a choice that you got into this um, line of work, and it's not. So, mm -hmm. Tiffany, with that, why why do you think a person would choose to do this type of work if, if it were really a choice? Um, personally, I feel like they may see it as my only way out. They may see it as I'm not worthy to do anything else. I've never been told that I'm good at anything. Um, I've only been told that I've been pretty my whole life. So let me try to go make some money off of this pretty face and yeah. my body. So I know I know of other girls who went from stripping down to uh, sex work and they seem to make a decent life out of it and they made it look, you know, glorified. So why not get into it? I just didn't know all the, rem the ramifications behind it that came along with it once I got into it and how hard it would be to get out of it. That's what I think some some of them could be thinking. Absolutely. Okay. Um, on the flip side of that, though, um, there are a lot of people who, you know, are in the sex industry, either um, through transactional sex, through video work, through, um, you know, dancing, any number of things. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the money's pretty good. Um, some people like the autonomy and flexibility. You know, maybe they have kids. They can, you know, be there for their kids during the day and then go to work mm -hmm. at night. Um, it's an opportunity to explore your sexuality, um, you know, kind of learn, validate your desirability, things like that. So, um, there are positives to it as well. Absolutely. Um, so, so Kate, you, you have a, a more of a positive connotation when it comes to, to sex work, because it sometimes it is a choice and some people do feel like they rather do that type of work versus mm -hmm. a nine to five. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Tiffany? Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and for anyone that is watching, we don't want to. Um, it's not all negative. We want to definitely mm -hmm. uh, give empowerment to those that are sex working because it is um, a job that not many can do because it is about survival and it is about uh, being smart and doing what you feel um, is best for you. Okay. So definitely want to bring that up in in case there is someone out there who is struggling. Um, now there are different types of sex work. So we have like a prostitution, we have escorting, we have maybe like just like an erotic massage. Like, so have you guys heard anything from clients or any other types of sex work that's out there? Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying not necessarily I haven't. Um, those are the main ones that I basically hear about, whether they are perceived as 
legal or illegal, like going to a massage parlor and having a happy ending, you know, getting paid pennies for it, but you're doing it anyway, you know, going to an adult sex store, you know, that, you know, that is legal, you know, and then also doing some sex work on the side. So there's definitely the way that the way that it's perceived is it's something that is illegal all the time. And it's not, there's definitely different ways of, of having a legalized sex work job. So, um, but those the ones that you mentioned, the ones that I mainly hear about. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, Kate, from your clients? Uh, yeah, there's a new thing called OnlyFans, um, which for the current you know climate with COVID and everything, I mean, it's, it's not just traditional like sex workers doing it either. Like people who mm. you know were just out of work, you know, and you know needed the cash, you know, just put up some videos, things like that, and you know given if you are a sex worker that can be one of the safest things to do right now uh, just because it'll keep you from getting it, it makes you less exposed to covid and you know sex yeah. work in the street in general is pretty dangerous you know you're mm -hmm. more visible to the police um you know some of these uh people who you know you you aren't necessarily in a well-lit area where you could be protected from assaults Mm -hmm. um, if you need warm or dry shelter, it can be difficult to find, um, you know, and then there's less outreach to like health clinics, shelters, things like that. So, um, you know, if you can, you know, do sex work inside mm -hmm. in a safe space, that's always better to me than at least from a safety standpoint, like it's not a judgment thing. It's just, but it's statistically it's safer than being out on the street. You know what I mean? Absolutely. What Absolutely. was the name of that Kate? OnlyFans. OK. So yeah, I, I've definitely heard of uh, OnlyFans, like in my recent, um, just kind of like being out and hearing things. Um, so that is great for women to, or anybody really, to be able to make money in a more safe uh, way. Um, so I couldn't argue with that at all. That's great. I, yeah. I actually find a little bit more comfort hearing that that's available versus how I've known girls that I've grown up with to have to make money uh, where it's extremely dangerous and there is no way to catch the, the killers if, if anything were to happen or to or yeah. you know trace anybody if anything were to happen, I should say. So so that's good. Um is there any like obstacles that may come for like a person that is trying to do it safe, um, but just kind of run into different barriers? Like say for instance, a person can't have access to OnlyFans. Do we know of any safe uh, other safe ways that a person can do sex work? Well, I am going to play on words and say come to Metro and get some condoms first. That's what I'm going to put on <laughs> first because um, we do give them out for free. Um, mm -hmm. The health department does the same as well, but some people have that quote-unquote what we've been talking about since we started, the stigma of not wanting to go to a health department just to pick up condoms, but we're a little bit more um, accessible and don't have that stigma associated with it. So we can start out with one, offering free condoms to the community. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing that's kind of cool is um, insertive condoms, which we also have at Metro. Um, not everyone who, if you're engaging in transactional sex, not everyone's going to want to wear a condom. So that's kind of a way to put your safety in your own hands because that's something you can do yourself. Awesome. Um, and also if you can like get a hotel room, if there are people, you know, and you can do it out mm -hmm. of your house, anything that'll kind of, you're safer indoors basically. 
Absolutely. You know, Kate, you are really on it this evening. You brought up the <laughs> internal condoms. So basically with, so we known we have the external condoms. Everyone is more, more known. The external is more common, but there are mm -hmm. internal condoms that clients can put inside of them. So for up to what, like six to eight hours, I want to say. Yeah. I haven't read the back in a while, but at least six to eight hours, you can put those kind of, you can insert it inside you. There are directions on the back and you'll be able to have that to kind of take accountability for your own safety and your own health. So that's really good. Kay. I love that. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so in terms of making it safe, we mentioned as long as, or really to be indoors is best practices and really to just be, um, have your supplies. I know yeah. that before the COVID, we were uh, the Metro uh, Prevention Team and the Transservice Division. We were working on different ways to kind of get those condoms out to the girls that are in high risk areas. Um, mm -hmm. So right away, get your condoms, ladies. If you're going to do what we call it, protect your pocketbook. This is a very exclusive information. So this is coming out mm -hmm. soon, but the prevention team is really on it. So we're working on something called protect your pocketbook and secure your bag. So we're going to try and get out as many condoms as we can to, to girls that are into sex work and in high risk areas. So you'll have a way to get condoms. We're working on some other great things as well. Um, also, if you are on the street, definitely try and get somewhere indoors. If you have to team up with other girls to just to kind of cut the cost, we understand that too. But whatever you can do, try to do it in a way that you are not actually on the streets in dark areas where you are not able to be seen. Um, so that's that's the great thing. Great things. Is there is there things? I know we mentioned lighting, ladies. Is there is there anything else that we can kind of think of um, in terms of good areas to be in if you are not able to get a hotel room make sure your lighting is good is there anything else this is more of an institutional barrier but i know a lot of times if people are assaulted they're reluctant to report it because of you know a barrier between law enforcement and you know law enforcement traditionally alienates sex workers but i did mm -hmm. want people to know that there is another option and you can call 211 and you can get a rape kit and <laughs> counseling through hi Quinita and you can get counseling and victim services uh, through a social service agency and you don't have to report to police if you don't want to they may encourage it but you can make all whatever decisions are right for you and your family absolutely you know? so you are more than welcome to access any of those services if you are assaulted and you know they respect your autonomy as far from everything from the exam to interviews. Um, so, you know, and then you also have the, you shouldn't uh, be afraid to report. You also have the, uh, if they choose to the crisis hotline, the 211 crisis mm -hmm. hotline based out of Hillsborough County, um, they have service working, they have client, I'm sorry, staff working there 24 seven um, yeah. to be able to help you get linked into any service as far as if you just want yeah. to talk if you just want to um if you do want to come in to be as kate mentioned to be screened and have a medical provider you know you know view anything that's what they're there for um so they're the 24 7 outside of the police they're there 24 mm -hmm. 7 to be able to contact as well yeah i love and all the resources i was just going to add to this so in terms of like um other safety tips. I, I, I would just say, let someone know where you are. Like if yeah. you are working in a specific area, always let a friend know that, you know, this is where you're going. And on a smaller scale, I know even for myself, 
when I was out in the dating world and I would, you know, go to different places, a little self-disclosure. I would go out and go, you know, meet people from dating apps and things. I would definitely have to let a friend know as much information as I possibly could. So it's really, 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 really good that you just kind of like have some type of trail as to where you are um, in times of like when you're doing your thing and going out to work. Also, I do want to make mention that I have uh, said several times, ladies, 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 in terms of sex work, mm -hmm. but sex work is not just for feminine individuals. Uh, sex work can be with men as well, or someone who may not even um, identifies either, but there are many people that are doing sex work and everyone, we just want everyone to be completely safe and know what resources you do have. And as we've said before, it's even in our name, Metro is extremely inclusive and we want you to be able to get the right information and to be able to get the right resources. So we are definitely here. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to add in terms of like safety goals? Just as you mentioned, like I said, the whole buddy system is crucial. Um, yeah. and even though you, if, even if you don't want to tell, like, you know, one of your closest friends, maybe your close friend doesn't, doesn't even know that you do it, you know, tell someone that may be just an associate, you know, that you just hang around with every so often that somebody knows your whereabouts. Cause with the current climate that's going on right now with people being, you know, killed left and right. And you guys know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. um, especially African-American trans women, let someone know, let, don't be afraid to just say, shoot out a text. Even, even if it's at the last minute before you get into the car with someone, if that's what you're doing, just shoot a text really quick, you know, um, sharing a personal story. You know, when I was dating before, you know, it was people that I met online. I would let my friends know, Hey, this is the mm -hmm. last plate number of this person. If Absolutely. anything happens, make sure you come and find me. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it just has to be very precautious, precautious when you're doing certain things because you don't want to think that you're she man or you know she woman just because you know you feel like you're strong or you can protect yourself. You just never know what the other person may have or may have in plans for you. So just think that, think of that. And then also, um, I love the whole protect your pocketbook idea. That's great that we're working <laughs> on that here at Metro. But also just having your own personal kit. We got COVID running yeah. around right now. So, and that little kid, you need to have some hand sanitizer. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> keep some hand sanitizer, you know, maybe whatever your own protective devices may be, a cell phone, anything that you can need, that you need to get a quick getaway and also keep yourself safe. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, safety is a, a, a huge part of it. But in other terms of, on the other, the flip side of being safe, um, when we talk about protect your pocketbook, we mean like the actual, like getting tested and, and knowing where you can go for resources. How does a person even get help if they wanted to? Um, Cause sometimes we're just afraid and, and that's just the, the bottom line. So if, what advice do you ladies have? Maybe if someone wants to get help, but don't really know how to get help. Well, obviously you can get uh, free HIV and hep C testing at Metro. Uh, if you're under 21, you can actually get a free full panel STD test at the Ybor Youth Clinic in Ybor City. And those are the resources I know of. Um, and, you know, coming in here, um, again, as I mentioned, it's a non-judgmental zone. We don't want anyone to feel ashamed of what you're doing because mm -hmm. whether it's a choice or not, we're just here to help. Yep. Don't feel like, you know, you can't tell us the whole story because if we don't know the whole Absolutely. story, we can't completely help you. We mm -hmm. want to make sure that we're covering all bases. So, you know, if it starts out with a potential test of getting an HIV or hep C and or hep C test. 
And then once it moves on, moves on from there, if there's other resources that are needed, you know, we have our linkage navigation team that is there that is there to come in and be able to assist to find resources for you, um, like, like linking you into potential like resources of, of the spring or Casa House or The Haven, you know, things like that that we can refer you to, um, that we'll be able to do a full assessment to be able to see like, what are your needs? And just because um, we're looking for external services, does that mean we can't connect you with things that we offer here at Metro, some of the internal programs? Um, as Kyla mentioned, our prevention team has a slew of programs that cater to the community that we can always get someone tied into along with our LGBT department. So we want everyone to know that the name Metro Inclusive Health means exactly what it says, Metro Inclusive Health. Whatever we can do for you, we will try to do right in there as a one-stop shop. So Tiffany, you just kind of broke down, you said a mouthful, you broke down the entire linkage process in there. Um, Kate, can you tell us a little bit how the case management might work? Uh, case management um, at Metro is for folks who are HIV positive. Um, but we're always available to help in any other, you know, if you call us and ask for resources, we're not going to say no. You know what I mean? Um, you know, anybody at Metro, you can reach out and speak to us. Um, I've been in social work a little over 10 years. I know wow. I'm old, but, <laughs> um, you, you know, and care. I'm always, and we're always talking about resources and any way we can help each other and help the clients. We're happy to do it. You don't have Absolutely. to necessarily be. HIV positive to call me and ask about a resource. You know, we're, we're all happy to help. And we uh, have, we, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tiffany. No, I was saying we have such a diverse and dynamic staff that, um, as Kate mentioned, when we are looking to connect, if I don't know something, even as a linkage program manager, I know I can go to Kyla. I know I can go to Kate. I know I can go to Nate. I can go to a prevention director. I can go to another case management staff. All of us have something to bring to the table, you know, because we all come from different backgrounds. So even though I'm, you know, working with the linkage department, I have so many others to pull from to be able to make sure that client gets what they need. So I just want again to emphasize that you're not going to leave here without something when you come here. One big thing, uh, working with a lot of our, our uh, clients, I have heard over and over and over and over again about the need for housing. Is there oh, anyone yeah. that could speak to housing and, and how that pertains to Metro? Some clients have even been frustrated that we don't offer housing. Mm -hmm. So is there anything that you can kind of give um, in relation to the housing issues? Well, it is um, true that we do not have physical housing that belongs to Metro. That, that mm -hmm. is true. However, as I mentioned just recently, is we can identify a community program or community resource that does offer housing and maybe even temporary or emergency shelter. Um, and so what we will do is depending on the need and you know what the current status is or what their openings are or vacancies, we can try to connect you with those particular programs. Like I mentioned, um, Catholic Charities, Metropolitan Ministries, The Spring, uh, Alpha House, uh, Safe Haven, not Safe Haven, The Haven, um, CASA, those places we, you know, we work with those agencies. So we're, mm -hmm. we're able to call over to see like, hey, do you guys have any spots right now? Even if you don't, the next step that we're going to be asking is, who would you refer us to to find an, another vacancy for this particular client? Absolutely. So um, we don't want to just stop right there until we can find a resource. Um, we want to make sure that client has some place to stay. And like I said, again, we don't have an actual shelter or housing that Metro 
owns right now, but not so that won't be coming down the pipeline sometime soon. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. I would just give some advice as well. Um, sometimes when people come in and they're looking for housing, they don't necessarily tell you much, which is um, it's better if you do tell kind of your story because there's a lot of housing in the area that's kind of exclusive to certain populations. Like if you're a veteran, okay. it's a little easier to get housing. If you're, if you have children, it's a little bit easier to get a shelter or get into transitional housing. If you have mental illness long-term, um, there are programs for you. Um, we just kind of need to know your background rather than that you're just looking for housing. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. not everyone discloses that stuff right away. And so. I do want to put it out there that housing is the most common need that mm -hmm. I hear about that clients are looking and, you know, are in search for. It's in very high demand and not just housing, affordable housing. So it's Absolutely. not just it's not just a Hillsborough Pinellas County issue. It's not a Pasco County issue. It's a statewide and probably a nationwide yeah. issue of having affordable housing and having enough housing to be able to put those who don't have current shelter into a safe place. So yeah. we try our best to be able to find that resource, um, but it only speaks volumes when we're searching and searching and searching and. Yeah. Um, may just be able only to find a shelter for the next you know day or two, and then even with Metro, you know, fortunately our CEO and our COO do a wonderful job in trying to use funds that we may have in surplus to be able to get someone into housing, like to be able to pay for that hotel night or be able to pay for a shelter, whatever it may be. Um, if it's explained as Kate mentioned and in its totality, we need the whole story so we can vouch for you to say this is why this client needs this money to get mm -hmm. into this particular place. Yeah. Right. Well, that's very important. A lot of times, you know, even when I do my testing, I would say, um, is this a, a regular test or is there a risky situation? And right away, that is your time to kind of say exactly what happened. And it's the same way when you meet with the linkage navigator or your case manager. Be confident that these are people that's here to help. So we, um, and I can speak that for myself. I believe that wholeheartedly that I, I don't think there's any clients that we've had that we were not just able to turn away and not help them. If you are able to to say what's going on and what your issue truly is, we'll be more than happy to assist wherever we can. Even if that means calling a different agency or different organization, uh, we are here. So again, if you are dealing with anything, this is to the audience. If you're dealing with anything, please be sure to just reach out and it can start with just one phone call and little by little, we can help to you know make it a better place or a better, a better space for you. I'm not saying that Metro can do everything because there are limitations and we do have you know things that we can't do. But in the event that we can help, please allow us to help. Um, a lot of times when we talk about sex work, we do talk about the negative things. And now we've kind of shown a little positive light. Also, too, there's more things that we can go on with safety. So are any of you familiar with PrEP and how PrEP works for our clients and how easy is it to sign up for PrEP? I can always learn more. <laughs> Tiffy, can you tell us a little bit what PrEP is and how it works at the agency? So um, again, another affordable service that Metro offers is our PrEP program. Um, basically, PrEP is, and Kyla, correct me if I'm wrong, um, pre okay. I'm sorry, pre-exposure prophylaxis is what PrEP Absolutely. For. So, <laughs> and so basically we try to make sure that um, we can prevent someone from contracting HIV. 
And so what it is, is taking a pill on a daily basis. Think of it as, um, for those who are familiar with birth control, you need to take it every day in order for it to be effective. You can't take it whenever you choose to take it. You can't take it one day a week or whenever you're about to engage in sex. It has to be on a daily consistent basis. And so um, we've been working with um, um, using the Truvada medication, now converting over to the SCOBY. And so we wanna make sure. sure that people know that there's nothing wrong with Truvada, but there's been a new medication put out there that's a little bit more effective in regards to how we are, um, I'm sorry, just smashed my finger, um, how, how we are servicing our clients. And so we wanna make sure that when you do come, if you do feel like you are in a disadvantage and, and not being able to protect yourself, that the one thing that you can do is at least try to get on PrEP. And we don't say get on PrEP without using protection, meaning the insert of or, exter or external condoms, but it's with, conjunction of both. Um, we don't want to put that misconception out there that it's one or the other, it's both. Um, and then also you have to stay up, up to date on your appointments. You can't just have a prep, um, get on prep and then never come back to your provider's visit. It's a three month regimen that they keep checking up and following up on with you to make sure that you're on your medication, they're checking your, um, your levels, your hormone levels, everything that needs to go along with it. They're taking all that out to make sure that the PrEP medication is working effectively for you. And like I said, we do service clients. If, even if you don't have insurance, we can still get you on PrEP. Um, we do a whole assessment to figure out how that can be worked out for you yeah. so that you're not walking away empty handed without the medication. So we can actually do same day prep as well. In some cases, we're able to get you uh, squared away that same day. Also to a part of my uh, position too, as a trans services navigator, I am able to assist in signing up for prep. A lot of our trans clients um, that I feel could possibly benefit from prep, they don't normally sign up. They're more eager to do their HRT, which is absolutely fine. But also when we sign up for our HRT, our, our trans community circle back around and let's have those prep conversations so that we can make sure that we're taking accountability for our health as well. It's very important, especially when um, the, the rates are so high with people that are actually, you know, positive. So if you can do anything to protect yourself, definitely have those prep conversations. Also, uh, Tiffany, you almost mentioned the post exposure, yeah. pill, which is also our prep. Um, so if you've been exposed to the virus within 72 hours, please, please, please give us a call because we may be able to turn that whole scenario around for you. The quicker though, the sooner, the better. But again, I know that it can be hard if you're ever in a situation where you don't feel like you know what to do or where to go. But remember, we have so many resources to so if you just give us a call, we may be able to link you to someone in our linkage uh, department, or if you're already positive, our case management team, or if you're looking to transition, you can contact me. So there's a whole cycle of care that we have that we can uh, that we can assist with. Um, the last thing I want to touch on is like the healthcare uh, portion of it. Sometimes it's hard for individuals to really get uh, their their whole health kind of taken care of. We all we do also have primary care as, as well. Tiffany, do you see many clients connecting to those services? And also you too, Kate, with our HIV clients, are they taking advantage of the primary care portions as well? Yes. So um, great plug with our health center because our health center is ran by the fabulous Kirsty Gutierrez and our Dr. John Jensen um, to make sure that everything is running properly. And so within our health center, we do have, as Kyla mentioned, HRT, which stands for Hormone Replacement Therapy Services. Um, we also Ooh. see, <laughs> we also have um, primary care and STD, STI screening as well and treatment. 
Um, and we also service those who are hep C positive um, through a selected number of providers, but we're there to take care of um, those regimens. With that being said, everyone always looks at healthcare as a uh, issue, meaning can I afford it? Right. So um, with that being said, of course, we take insurances. That's what we want to aim for first, because we know that everything will be covered. However, do not let that deter you, because we do also service clients on a sliding fee scale, meaning if you do not have any means to pay for it, if you do not, if you're not covered under an insurance plan, do not let that stop you at the door. Please continue to come in and we will figure out how you can be seen and be treated for all those services I just mentioned. Um, because no matter what, no matter what, as I mentioned, Kyla mentioned, Kate mentioned, um, if for whatever reason it doesn't pan out here, we know where to send you to. But we want to try it out first to make sure that you are able and screen for the right services here. And maybe you, you may be able to have uh, your primary care appointment, um, get an STI screening, get a pregnancy test, um, get on HRT, um, then get linked into housing services through our linkage team, uh, potentially need to be screened for HIV and then end up in case management with Kate. So we do make it a, a full round circle of how we can potentially service someone. Um, I just want to make sure that no one feels deterred because they feel like, oh, I don't, I'm not, um, I don't have this much money to be able to take care of my 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 health. So how can I be seen? Um, we will worry about that for you. You don't need to worry Absolutely. about that. Yeah, I love Metro because they will see anybody. I go to Metro for primary care. A lot of my friends go to Metro for primary care. Um, they'll see anyone in the community, whether you have insurance or not. Um, the sliding scale fee is pretty is reasonable, um, and I just really appreciate that they are that, you know, accessible. I also appreciate that they address sexual health with every client. Um, I've had that a lot of barriers in the past with that. Um, I am a bi person, and I generally only date other bi people. And I was dating a bi male for a while, uh, who mm -hmm. eventually tested positive. And, you know, the doctor I was seeing at the time didn't see a need for an HIV test because he's like, well, you're in a very low risk population. Like you're a white female. You're very unlikely to have, mm. I'm like, well, I've been having sex with someone who just tested positive. Like, you know what I mean? Like people just kind of right. assume things. And at Metro, there's no assuming they ask, you know, there's no awkward conversation at Metro. You just, you could talk about whatever you need to and your doctor hears you. You know they're already on it, and I really appreciate that. I'm really, really glad you uh, said that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, one second. I, I'm sorry, Tiffany. I do want to just take a moment to kind of share. Like, thank you so much, Kate, for sharing mm -hmm. uh, that that information. I wanted to just sit with that for a second. Go ahead, Tiffany. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I was just gonna say um, I'm glad that you brought that up, Kate, because when I used to do um, educational classes out in the community. One thing that I would always tell um, the class, whether they were adults or youth, whatever it may have been, is I treat my health like I treat my um, car getting service. And what I mean by that is, for one, as a female, people sometimes look at you like you don't know nothing. OK, especially mm -hmm. when it comes to like cars and things like that. So when I get my car service, meaning the oil change, um, I look at it as what's happening, what's happening underneath my hood, you know. You say that you changed the oil. Did you top off all the all the other fluids, or are you just mm -hmm. telling me that? So I actually asked, what fluids did you work on? What was done? Because otherwise, I'm not going to know. So I do that 
that same mechanism I take with me when I go to my doctor. My doctor knows that where I work at now, because I've been going them for a while, but at the same time, you're testing me for blood work. What are you doing a test for? I want to know each type of test that you're about to run, because if not, I'm just going to assume what you did, you know, what you did do a test on. And so you really have to be precautious because it wasn't until I came to Metro that I never thought about um, getting screened for STDs outside of, you know, the vagina area. You know, people, mm-hmm. providers always looked at it mm-hmm. as, let me just screen your, you know, vagina and keep it moving. And I'm like, well, what about people who have anal sex? What about people who are engaging in oral sex? Don't you catch STDs there too? And mm-hmm. it wasn't until I came to Metro until I, that I learned of that, that um, that should be checked out as well. You know, and now I take right, right. me where I go and spread that word to my family and my nieces and my nephews and so on and so forth, because you don't think about that. Providers who are not in this world, that's not on the front, on the forefront of their mind. Absolutely. So uh, you you both have touched on some really, 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 really important things. I love that comparison, Tiffany, with the oil change. I can't speak to that because I just blew up my engine on my last car. So (laughs) (laughs) for no oil change, but uh, I got a new one and I'm going to do better this time. I promise. I swear. Please do. (laughs) I promise I'll do better. Um, Kate, as a case manager, how does someone uh, get in contact with you? How does that process look? Uh, they usually call me. Um, some people email. <laughs> I mean, any of those, pretty much. Okay. So, so you basically call, just call Metro Inclusive Health and ask, "Can I be case managed?" Would that, would yeah. that be, would that suffice? Sure. Or just call Extension eighteen seventy three, and there I am. <laughs> Got you. And and what They're Kate right will right. do, Kate will listen to the phone call and and see. Okay, I, I hear that you want to get involved in the case management based off your story, but let me get you through the intake process first. And that's mm-hmm. when it'll get kicked back over to my department of linkage, and we do a full screening of seeing what all the client is in need of. Um, we are pretty right. the gatekeepers of getting clients involved into case management um, for all for multiple case management programs. And so once we do the screening, um, to, like I said, as Kate mentioned, the case management services at Metro currently is for HIV positive individuals only currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we're doing that screening process, we then get everything set up in a nice pretty little bow and hand it back over to Kate and her colleagues for her to take it back over and go from there to make sure that the um, every little assessment form is completed, all the contact information, the consents are signed off, and then they go and run with it and they end up being your case manager long term or short term, whichever it may be. Absolutely. I will tell you. So- Sorry. Um, I will tell you that there's no shortage of paperwork in the beginning, and that can be a little (laughs) overwhelming for people. But once you're in, you know, you basically just have to do the every six month renewal um, with us and sometimes with ADOP. And it's a lot less labor intensive than it seems in the beginning. We'll put it that way. Um, So once you get in the system, you're in the system and it's just a renewal. Yep. And there's a lot of things we can do for you. We can help you get medical care, we can help you with co-pays, um, help you get on insurance. There's a lot of cool things that the Ryan White program does. Absolutely. And the way, um, not only via phone call, but you can also send an email um, to get in contact with us. And that general email will be the linkage at metrotampabay.org email. And it's linkage at metrotampabay.org. 
and then that will come to myself um, and my supervisor. And we also delineate those referrals out to the appropriate departments. Absolutely. If you can't tell, Tiffany is very thorough. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you if you if you send a referral, you will get a phone call. Trust me. Or she's mm -hmm. she's coming to everyone's desk to find out why and what happened and, and how soon and how long was the referral there. So definitely, yep. uh, we are here to help. Like we said before, y'all. Like we can't be more um, serious when we come when it comes to that. Our prevention team is is definitely on point. Case management linkage. We have prep services, our prep, prep navigators. We also have a great behavioral health team that we haven't made mentions oh, yeah. of. Tonight. Oh, yeah. so, it, so even if you are in whatever line your line of work you're in, to our sex working community, if you if you need someone to talk to and you don't trust anyone around you, we have an amazing behavioral health staff that will be more than happy to assist. Those same sliding fee scale fees apply. So it's just a matter of reaching out. We are definitely here. So thank you so much, Kate, from the Kate management perspective. Thank you so much, Tiffany. Was there anything else that you all would like to leave our, our audience with today? Um, Hi. There is a, I found out this the other day. It was pretty cool. There is a sex workers outreach project in Tampa. Um, and their website is swoptampabay.org and they have monthly okay. socials. So sometimes sex work can be seen kind of isolated. Mm. And like you said, it's very important to like reach out to people and let them know where you are and where you're safe. So that might be an opportunity to network and get support. Question, do you do we have to be a sex worker to attend? Can you, can you be someone that's an ally? I don't know. Um, I'll find out for you though. Okay. Um, and also too, if you are a part of the sex working community, please take advantage. If you're not and you're an ally, just listen how we can help. Just listen how you can show up in someone's life. If they only need someone to vent to, then just be that person they can vent to because not everyone is ready at the time that we're ready to offer our help or offer our services. So if you know someone who is in trouble, listen, but also educate them on where they can go because it may not be in their timing at that time to get help. Mm -hmm. Tiffany, any closing remarks? No, I just appreciate the opportunity to, for one to be able, bless you, um, to be Thank able you. to discuss this topic because it can be such a taboo topic that people don't want to address. Mm -hmm. um, so I hope those who are out there listening know that they feel a little bit more at ease and know where to be able to come to be able to receive services or at least just be able to talk to someone. Um, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but just make sure that you're able to um, know where Metro stands. And we're in Hillsborough County in Ebor. We're in St. Pete. Kate, what's the address? St. Pete, I can't think of the address. 3251 3rd Avenue North. It's in Kenwood. Yes, right next to the big Walmart. Okay. <laughs> Not only, we've been talking about, you know, um, areas more so in Hillsborough Pinellas, but we also are in Pasco and, mm -hmm. and and Clearwater as well. So people think sometimes that Pasco is a lone ranger, redheaded stepchild, you know, but um, the same things that happen here are happening over there. So um, we can help you in any way, shape or form or matter, no matter where you are. Um, just give, um, like I said, give that email a little jingle and we'll be right there with you. <laughs> Their staff's Thank cool you. as hell too. <laughs> I love the NPR staff. Thank you both so much for your time. Also, these are really, 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 really hard times right now. So please, we want everyone to know, like I didn't wash my hands just now because I'm on live, I'm on, we're live. 
so I couldn't wash right then. But when you sneeze, it's important. Um, any type of germ, whatever, please be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask when you're out in public. It could definitely save your life and someone else's. So please remember to social distance and just do your part in getting us back to normal. Although the face mask is normal, the new norm. I kind of yeah. like it. I like the face mask. I like the face mask. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Works for me. <laughs> Get so definitely, thanks for joining us today. Uh, this was a great conversation. I'm very excited we were able to have it. We all yeah. need one another during these uh, during these times. If you feel so moved and want to help us, uh, the programming like this, keep it going. Please donate to our Keep It Virtual program using text to give a number. Using text to give number by texting Metro to four four three two, one. Also make sure you stay up to date with the COVID-19 through uh, CDC. And as always, please, please, please be safe. Continue to follow us as we move uh, through our episodes and engaging dis uh, discussions. Next up, we will be featuring the conversation with our very own prevention specialist, Tariko Perkins, who is Yay. bringing a very successful series to you called Color of Change. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Please, you have um, a very special guest from the community. Uh, until next time, remember inclusivity and beyond. Thank you. Can I just plug Tariko real quick? Have you seen Tariko's show? It's amazing. Really? And I have Tariko's like, yeah, he's like the nicest guy too. Like even when he's not on the show, <laughs> like if you're just talking to him in the hallway or something, he's like one of the nicest people in the Tampa office, isn't he? He is. Um, and and it was a really like I learned a lot from watching that show. Like it it had nothing to do with me per se, but I was like, oh Tariko's doing this. I'm gonna watch it because I really like Tariko, <laughs> right? And I learned a lot, like just just listening to other people's experiences and perspectives, you know. And Absolutely. it was just really cool for me. So I'd recommend it to anybody, honestly. Like he's doing some cool stuff. So the next episode, speaking of Tariko, the next episode is I am not my hair. Okay. <laughs> so I am already excited to see what that's going to be about. So thank you all so much for tuning in and we truly appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Appreciate y'all. Take it easy. You've been listening to Inclusivity and Beyond with Metro Inclusive Health, subjects that impact the health and wellness of our community. Want to hear us cover a subject in the future? Email us at lgbtq at metrotampabay.org. For sponsorship information, contact James K at metrotampabay.org.